Hello everyone, welcome back. It's good to have you with us yet again. We hope you're being blessed by our series on Proverbs. If you're tuning in for the first time, we have been giving an overview of the book of Proverbs for the past few weeks. We just started, so you haven't missed much. If you would like to catch up, please look into our audio archives and you will find everything in there. As we have said before, wisdom is extremely necessary, and the Lord teaches us to pray for wisdom. What we're going to see today is that when we attempt to do more of what pleases God, then those things allow for wisdom to grow in our lives. By living a godly lifestyle, you then provide an environment within your life that allows for wisdom to flourish. And when that happens, you begin to reap all of the benefits of wisdom as you apply it to your everyday life. We'll explain some more later. But for now, and as always, we encourage you to pray. Prayer is something essential to our walk as we follow Christ. A good prayer life helps us have a closer relationship with the Almighty. As part of today's prayer outlook, I would encourage you to continue praying for the folks in Venezuela. Things continue to worsen. We are very certain that things are very difficult in different places in the world, but for some reason, things in Venezuela continue to worsen at a much faster rate. Just when you think things could not get worse, they take even a more drastic turn. Between the many and long blackouts, dozens and dozens of people are dying daily, including newborn infants and adults in hospital care. In just one hospital alone, it was reported that about 85 newborn infants died because of power failures. There are many that died because of not being able to receive dialysis and other power-dependent treatments. About 90% of the country is affected by these massive power outages and lack of water supply as well, not to talk about even the financial issues that there exists. The country is falling deeper and deeper into the abyss. And what is worse is that there is a strange apathy throughout. There are folks that see and hear these things on TV and on the news and don't feel like doing anything to help. And what is most puzzling is that supposed believers are among those that display in the worst possible way this apathy and lack of compassion. So I encourage you to pray, but also to do something about it. If God just said that he loved us but did nothing for us, could we ever have the hope of salvation? God told us that he loved us and he proved it by being nailed to a cross for our sins and for our doings. So, Let's not just say that we're believers, but let's do things that followers of Christ should do. Let's not pretend to be the church, but rather let's be the church the Lord wants us to be. If by any chance you want to join in with us as our ministry helps these people, please email us and we will tell you what we're doing and how you can get involved. Just in case, not a single cent goes to our ministry, especially since we are completely 100% self-sustaining. All offerings go directly to help folks in Venezuela and Venezuelans in surrounding countries that are also in terrible shape. But for now, let's start by praying. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise you, O Lord. I worship you. I exalt you. Lord, truly you are good and you are merciful. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ. I give you thanks for the salvation that we have through him. Heavenly Father, please forgive me for my sins and for my wrongs, O Lord. Heavenly Father, Holy Lord, as David said, my sin is always before me. Heavenly Father, I come humbly before you, O Lord, to, to pray, Lord God, for, 
just everything that is happening in Venezuela, Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord God, it just seems like it's getting worse and worse. And Lord, um, I know that you are waiting to see what your people do about it. Heavenly Father, that it's not just about saying, oh, that's so bad and, 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 and what a terrible thing. But Lord God, you are expecting us to do something. You are expecting to do those things that are within our grasp. And at minimum, Lord God, we should be praying for them. But also, Lord God, there are things that we can do, meaningful things that we can do to be able to help those in need. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord, help us to have a heart of compassion and of love for those that need compassion and love, Lord God. Help us, O Lord, to understand that you are watching what we do. And that, Lord God, that we will give an account before you one day of everything that either either we've done or not done. The things that we've done right and the things that we haven't done right. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus that you guide us through your word, through your Holy Spirit. Help us to understand that when we live a godly lifestyle and when we seek after those things that please you, that great things can happen in our lives. I give you thanks and I pray, O Lord, that you guide us through your word and through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to continue our series on the book of Proverbs. This will be part four of our series. We'll be reading today from Proverbs chapter two. And it says this, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth came knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the path of the justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God, for her house leads down to death and her paths to the dead. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. For the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. Today we're going to explain things in an expository manner, like a step-by-step process, if you will. I know we just read quite a bit of text, so that's why even more so, we'll take it by parts. At the beginning, in the first four verses, we read, we read this, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, 
so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures. So as reading that again, the first thing or things is that we are supposed to look for wisdom. Wisdom is not something that occurs magically in our lives. It doesn't happen by osmosis. It's not like putting a Bible in our bedroom or in our dining room table, that the words are going to just float into our hearts or minds somehow. That's not the way it works. We are encouraged to receive, as in let into us. We need to treasure the commands that are written. We need to incline or expose ourselves to wisdom. We need to apply our heart to understanding, which is the equivalent of reason. We need to cry out for discernment and understanding. So that implies praying for it passionately. We need to seek wisdom because it's valuable, like silver and like hidden treasures. So you really have to dedicate yourself to the search for wisdom. That's the first thing. When we do that, then verse 5 explains that we will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You see, it's one thing to just obey, but it's a completely different story to do things with the understanding of why you are doing them. There is a great empowerment when we understand the why of things. So when wisdom comes into the picture, then things start to make sense to us, including the fear of God. Fearing God is the wisest thing any human being could ever do, because it is the acknowledgement of the most powerful and important reality known to man. Since God is the greatest being that could ever exist in the universe, then it is only wise to deeply respect such a being. In verse 6 we read that it is God that grants wisdom, and that from His mouth emanates knowledge and understanding. And what else could that be but the Word of God? His Word is the source of all wisdom, because His Word is His counsel to us. Now when we do things that pleases God, we stand to gain that much more with the Lord, starting with wisdom. In verse 7, he tells us that he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. So being upright or doing things, those things that please him allows for wisdom to come into our lives. He also shields us when we walk uprightly or righteously. Verse 8 says that he guards us and preserves our way. And again, in verse 9, he reiterates that when we're doing that which is right, then we will understand righteousness and justice, equity, or how to be fair, and every good path. Or in other words, we will know which is the right road to take in every situation, wherever we're at. And we continue reading that wisdom enters our heart, and that knowledge will be pleasant to us, that discretion will preserve us, and understanding will keep us. All of these great blessings occur when living a godly lifestyle and searching for wisdom. Now from verse 12 to 19, it explains that wisdom and understanding will deliver us from dangerous people. And of course, we can be surrounded by these dangerous people at any given point. And what we mean is those people that mean to do harm in some way, fashion, or form. For example, verse 12 says this, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things. Now you have to remember that the Bible teaches that a person speaks from the abundance of their heart. So if a person is talking about certain things all the time, 
chances are that the same evil he or she is talking about will come upon you at some point. You might think that that person will never turn on you or do something wrong to you, but you may want to be careful with them. And of course, we read in verse 13, from those who leave the paths of unrighteousness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths. In the following verses, it also talks about the protection that is offered to men who follow the Lord and look for His wisdom. For it says, To deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house leads down to death and her paths to the dead. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. Sooner or later, the wrong person will destroy you, even though they seem attractive and interesting and exciting. If they are on the wrong path with no repentance in their heart, they will bring total destruction to your life. And just in case, it speaks of an immoral woman, but there are many immoral men out there as well. And then in verse 20, we are told that we are protected from those who desire to do evil so we can walk in the way of goodness and stay on the path of righteousness. The whole point is to keep us on course towards eternity and towards receiving those things that the Lord has prepared for those that love Him. And finally, in the last two verses, there is a comparison. There is a summary. It points out how the outcome for the upright and the blameless and the wicked and the unfaithful will be. It tells us this, For the upright will dwell in the land, and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth, and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. There are incredible benefits to wisdom. But wisdom only comes when we seek after the Lord, when we seek His word, His counsel, when we earnestly and diligently look for the Lord and His wisdom, we are given in return understanding and protection and ultimately reward. In the end, where things really matter, not necessarily the here and now because this is all passing, those that fear the Lord and follow His ways will always gain greater advantages that will always outweigh evil and wickedness no matter how you look at it. So the question you need to ask yourself is, do I want the greater advantages that God wants to give me? Or do I prefer to settle for the vanishing crumbs that this world has to offer? Because that's all they are, no matter how glamorous and how attractive Satan tries to make them. And of course, followed by eternal loss. In the end, it's your choice. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I thank you, O Lord, because you want to give us great things and you want to share your wisdom with us. And Lord God, you want to share this wisdom with us so that ultimately we come out winning. Because Lord God, you, you want us to have rewards. You want us to be blessed. You want us to have changed lives, different lives. And you want for our lives to have a positive impact all around us, O oh Lord. That is your will because you are a good God. 
because you love us, Lord. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that your ways are higher than our ways and that your wisdom does not compare to our little and small and meager intelligence, if we could even call it that, Lord God. Heavenly Father, help us to have a humble heart, a heart that understands the reality that your ways are higher, your understanding is better, that, Lord God, that you have more foresight than we can ever have, Lord God. Help us, O Lord, to understand that what you want for us is good and that we should look for it and seek it, Lord God, and seek you, Lord God, with all of our hearts. Help us, O Lord, not to take your grace and your salvation for granted, Lord God, but help us, O Lord, to value what you want to give us. Help us to be able to see far beyond the lies and the deceit and the, the vanity that this world has to offer, Lord God. Help us, O Lord, to understand that there is something greater and better after all of this is done. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks. I pray for every listener. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, O Lord, that you may work in their hearts, that you may be able to work in their minds, Lord God, that they may be able to see the truth and understand the truth and make the truth part of their lives, Lord God. Heavenly Father, help them to understand that you love them and that what you want for them is good. I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Please join us again next week for another sharing of God's Word as we continue going through our series on the book of Proverbs. Please feel free to write us through our website. Our web address is thelatterrain.org. We would love to hear from you. May God bless you. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world.